This episode's brought to you by the following patrons. Odem Bones, Shining Donut 911, Nathan Jennifer with a PH, Joey Sneaky Snake, Wes Dreskel, Kaylee Aaron, Danielle the number Jeff, Amy Tia, Matthew Dave, Jonathan Scott, Kate, Isaac Karoon, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome Horror Virgin community. And you should hang out with us in the Facebook group and Discord servers where we hang out daily. So I did not know that before all of this, you worked as you know a director on a movie and hosted a show, like a scary show. You skinny fuck, you look like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> I knew where she was going with that joke. And I just let it happen, Paige. The coffin <laughs> is the final layer. <laughs> coffin rock! Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, the listeners made us watch Demon, Demon Night! Demon Night! Tales from the Crypt of Demon Night. Technically, it's Tales from the Crypt Demon Night, right? Yeah. I have a lot of fun facts about where this fits in Tales of the Crypt, how it came to be, and Ooh. what this whole project was supposed to be. Because this was actually supposed to be a multi-film arc, and we'll get to it in fun facts. No shit! They were going to be like an expanded Demon Knight universe? No. Uh, it was going to be like John Carpenter's original vision for Halloween, where it was going to be an anthology as opposed to yeah. episodic. Okay, very, very cool. All right. Well, was this the first time either of you had seen this movie before? <laughs> Are you okay? I don't know. That's the biggest Jeez. sneeze I've ever seen in my life. It looks like you sneezed out a bone. Jeez. My brain hurt. <laughs> That's impossible. What was the question? <laughs> Was this the first time you had seen the movie before? So this is the first time I've seen it. Okay. My husband's been trying to get me to watch this for a while. It's been in like our queue forever. Okay. And it'd been recommended a ton and I hadn't seen it before. I kind of loved it because yeah. it scratches a very like from dusk till dawn, evil dead Two itch for me where I was like, this very much has that same vibe. I am here for it. I honestly would have watched multiple Demon Knight movies because I think the mythology behind it is fucking cool. And so if somebody made like a serious, legitimately scary Demon Knight TV series on like fucking HBO or shit, I'm here for that. So wait, like a gritty reboot or like this type of tone? No. Well, here's the thing. I could I would absolutely take it this type of tone. That's that's basically what Ash versus Evil Dead is. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. But I think that the mythology of the movie very much lends itself to a serious take on it. Yeah, like young Indiana Jones. More like like Preacher. I, I don't know if either of you watched Preacher, but... I, I watched the first season. I haven't watched yeah, that. Yeah, something kind of like that, I guess, I think would really fit, and I would watch the shit out of it. <laughs> All right. Mikey, have you seen it before? Yeah, of course I've seen it before. I used to stay up late as a kid because Tales from the Crypt came on HBO and I would watch the episodes. Yeah, we didn't have HBO growing up. That's why I did not see this as a child. 
Yeah. I knew Tales from the Crypt existed, but I never got a chance to watch it because we didn't have HBO. The best part of, I think, the 90s was being like, $10 for a channel. Like, that's rich people shit. And like now everybody does that with like 90 streaming services. That's true. But, like, <laughs> Inflation's a bitch. Yeah. But like back then, it was like I would stay up late and watch it and scare. It would scare me. But it was, uh, they also had a lot of silly ones. And then like when these movies came out, like Demon Knight is, I mean, it's pretty awesome you know i mean fucking rules man yeah (laughs) i loved it it's great i mean like i like the effects i like billy zane i like the character is so fucking good in it he is a vision in this movie like he peaked in 95 i'll just say that oh i will burn a fun fact right now he says this is his favorite performance he's ever given and i'm like that does not at all surprise me not surprised this is fresh off of twin peaks billy zane <laughs> like oh choice billy zane in yeah. this movie and he 100 percent is having the most fun on screen he's having a blast and it's coming through man i loved it love it this scratched an itch for me that had not been scratched since our house two episode like it is mm. that level of over-the-top bonkers, but also still a really fun, silly sort of tone. But it does feel like everyone in the movie is taking the movie world seriously. Completely seriously. Which, to me, is funny. I didn't really care so much for, like, the bookend, like, Crypt Keeper stuff. Like, that was fine. I just really thought the movie amps it up that surprises yeah. me because you and the crib keeper have so much in common like you both eat one slice of pizza you both <laughs> at max eat like four wings you both laugh in a way that is just terrifying and like <laughs> you know you both have those like really weird haunting bug eyes it's just like a lot like i thought he basically looks like you aged up you mean if he had aged up a little bit more, he would have looked like me? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like the young version of you. Like, if we get your baby yeah. pictures and look at the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually makes sense. He has a little bit more skin on his face than I do. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 just a little bit. He's still got the baby fat, you know? He hasn't yeah. fully layered up his skin. Like, mm-hmm. it's very clear that as your life went on, you murdered people and then put on their skins to have extra layers, and he just hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, I do have multiple Edgar suits. Yeah. yeah. And you're both like show show people, you know? Show people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, show people like Billy Zane. My favorite part of this movie was when Billy Zane lightninged his dick across Jada Pinkett Smith's face. Loved it. And then said, down boy. Yeah. Yes. My favorite is the sponge. And I have oh, fun facts about the sponge shit. later. The sponge was amazing. <laughs> and it looks like a practical effect. It no, was a practical it, effect. It, it is a practical effect. There's I, no way it wasn't. I have notes on it. It is a practical effect. Uh, it was not originally planned. It was not in the script. What? We'll talk about it in fun facts. Billy Zane is a comedic genius, and we need to recognize that. Oh, he's so good in this. <laughs> it, it's like he does this and then goes full evil in Titanic and never really gets to come back. And it's a shame because he is evil in this, but he's the most fun character. Oh, yeah. By far loved his character the most in this movie. And everyone's sort of fine. But no one else in this movie punches through someone's fucking head and then punches <laughs> someone else with that head and i feel like that is something that should be in every movie from here on out i was watching the beginning of this movie and i was like okay i kind of like this i'm kind of digging the vibe but like i'm not fully on board yet and then he punches through the guy's head and i was like fuck yeah <laughs> like i am in it you can do anything in the rest of this movie yeah. i am here for it. absolutely yeah, my favorite part of that scene is his frustration of not being able to get the, head, get off. the yes. head off 
He's like shaking his arm and stuff. Stuck in the head. (laughs) And he's in the background just constantly trying to get that head off his arm. My favorite line of his is like, oh, that eye thing doesn't work on like me because I'm a higher demon. I don't make these rules and I don't really understand them either. (laughs) (laughs) I love this so much. Because it's clearly the writer being like, oh, I don't give any fucks. (laughs) Just do it. Like, it is what we say it is. This is all made up anyway. (laughs) Oh, man. Which is true. And I'm here for it. I am here for the silliness of this movie. And honestly, the practical effects do look pretty good. Dude, the effects in this movie are great for what is very clearly a very small budget movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but that's how I, that's where it really felt like from dusk till dawn to me. It is sort of like a single location movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's that single location. We've got to survive the night with like very cool creature effects. Yeah. Like it very much scratches that same itch. And then with Billy Zane just yucking it up the whole time, I was like, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine if like, ash was in this like if if it was like bruce instead like that's the only way it could be crazier and more yeah instead of like william sadler it was ash from evil dead this would be an evil dead movie like this exactly would match perfectly don't you take this from william sadler don't you take this from i I thought william sadler did a great job i'm just saying the tone was pretty much the same yeah uh, the movie as is chef's choice don't change a thing love it but like to illustrate like how it scratches that same itch you could sub William Sadler for Bruce Campbell and it would be an Evil Dead movie immediately yeah Yeah. no no other changes (laughs) but similarly (laughs) if you subbed William Sadler for Danny Trejo it's from Dusk Till Dawn no other changes Like, love it. And super here for both of those remakes. Let's let's get that so done. So here yeah. for it. It's just so good. I also like the other Tales from the Crypt movie, Bordello of Blood. Yes, we will actually talk with about Dennis that in Miller. Fun Facts with Dennis Miller. We'll talk about it in Fun Facts because there were two before that that end up in development hell, including the one that's announced at the end of this movie. Yeah, I, I accidentally watched it the credits and he's like, this movie's coming out soon. I was like, that movie never came out. It didn't, and I have facts about it. I have, I have stories about it and fun facts. Oh, I so. missed that. That's a bummer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's jump into it, though. There's a lot of boobs in this movie. So much boobs. I love it. I'm here for it. It is a very 90s movie, yeah, in that Free regard. the nipple. Let's do it. And I know, I mean, like, I don't hate boobs. In fact... <laughs> I like them. I don't know if I like them in movies where they make no sense to have them. Okay, but boobs or teeth, Mikey? Like, if you had to rank body parts. This is a very good question. Oh, boobs with teeth. Teeth ranks higher than boobs? No, no, boobs with teeth. Okay, now wait, I'm wait, upset. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what, what would make more sense? Teeth with boobs or boobs with teeth? <laughs> I guess boobs with teeth would make more sense, but... It does, it does. Are the boobs like the eyes and the teeth are under, like, it's like a torso? Like, or does each boob have like a cyclops eye and that's the nipple and then they have their own set of teeth? Ooh, see, I'm thinking like Little Shop of Horrors, no eyes, just giant tooth mouths with shark teeth. This is a ridiculous conversation, but I'm glad we're having it. (laughs) These are the questions that really, really need to answer. Like, if someone smiles, they have, like, little boobs on all their teeth. Like, I don't don't know. I don't know what's better. Hey, my eyes are up here. (laughs) (laughs) From your mouth. Uh, No, I meant ranking them. Like, if you could only have one, boobs or teeth, what would you choose? What are braces if not teeth, boob, bras? You should have just said teeth bras. <laughs> nope, teeth boob bras. <laughs> boob bras. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, okay. Teeth, <laughs> probably teeth. I don't. I probably teeth. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Like I like if someone like when the it comes amount to, of time you're taking to think about this is mind means it's definitely teeth. Yeah. That means it's teeth. That's the honest <laughs> answer. That's him grappling with something that he's just realized about himself and we should leave him to his, his self-reflection. I'm going to ta- talk about this. I-, I like boobs of all shapes and sizes. Same? Yeah. Of any kind. I like pretty specific teeth. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's second date <laughs> is to the orthodontist. <laughs> okay well todd qu- throw the question back at you would you date someone with bad teeth or bad boobs Ooh, okay now we're talking some serious stuff because <sighs> bad teeth you have to look at all the time i'm telling you kind of bad teeth like how bad are these teeth they're worse than the boobs <laughs> so there's only two and they hang low <laughs> i'm just saying i'm more picky about what constitutes good teeth than I am what constitutes good boobs. Cause I'm like, like boobs are like pizza. Like it's like, it's, it's yeah. everywhere. I love it. But teeth <laughs> is like, I'm like, get that gluten free crust. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Mikey goes out on, on a date with someone, he's like starting to date. He'll be like, so how do you feel about implants for those chompers? <laughs> how do you feel about veneers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to think of what an equivalent would be for me in this situation because I don't care about teeth that much. And I think sometimes when people have like a slightly weird, like a snaggle tooth or something, it gives their t- their face character sometimes. And if I had to choose between that and shoulders, I think shoulders are winning. Well, no, but it would be dick or shoulders, Paige. Would you date someone with a shit dick or <laughs> that had great shoulders? Or moderate shoulders and a great dick. It's all about how they use that dick. Because dick ain't everything. Okay, yeah, but what if they have good shoulders, but like food flies out of their mouth because they're, you know, their teeth are not great, you know? Like, can I catch it with my mouth? (laughs) Oh, baby bird. The baby bird fetish is something I have yet to explore, and I'm honestly happy no, to avoid you. it. Yeah, like this, this is gonna sound terrible, but I'm like, you got hands and a mouth, so even if your dick is kind of trash, I can still enjoy those shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds a lot like Mikey's answer. Yeah, kind of. It's all equivalent. What about you, Todd? I think I'm a shoulders guy. <laughs> I have no use for a dick. Bad teeth, though, man. Like, bad teeth is hard. Uh, But how bad, though? Like, bad is subjective because your level of teeth would suggest that you want your dates to, like, chomp through carrots and sugar cubes the whole night. (laughs) Like, a regular set of teeth may not be up to your standards, but is probably perfectly acceptable. Have you ever dated somebody and then stopped dating somebody because you couldn't stand to kiss them because of a... Of their teeth? Hygiene issue? Oh, they smell weird when you kiss them? Is it because they've been riding all day and jumping and the bridle <laughs> tastes kind of like metal? No, it's it's because they smoked, honestly. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Smokers yeah, yeah, are yeah, hard yeah. to... Well, they also have weird teeth. See, that's the thing in, in Los Angeles. Even smokers, amazing teeth. <laughs> so sometimes yeah. you don't know until you like, you know, excavate with your tongue a bit where you're like licking the upside of their mouth and you're like, I think this person might be a smoker. <laughs> How do you French? I'm very concerned yeah, that you're I, like, you're your confused. tongue on mouth expeditions <laughs> to like explore the nethers. It's called Hungarian kissing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's where you're so hungry for them. Them that you try to eat the inside of their mouth. It's not first base unless you can see 
your tongue sticking out the side of their mouth. Until you species them? Yeah, it's not third base <laughs> until you species them and see you can see your <laughs> tongue coming out the back of their head. Yeah, I only have an average size tongue. <laughs> Just like Nelly. Should we move on? <laughs> yes. So it's the traditional Tales from the Crypt opening. It's so long. I was expecting, like, it was the credits of the TV show. Oh, was it? Because this aired on HBO. Okay. Like, this was not. I, I don't think this got a theatrical re- no, release. No, it did. No, this got a theatrical release. Did it? And so did the other. I've got one. box office information. So it did. The show was really famous. And so they were like, let's do movies. I mean, good for them. The brand was like this Crypt Keeper opening. It was like very famous back in the 90s. It is the 90s and this was made during a hiatus for the show. Oh, okay. And it did air on HBO at, at one point as have the others. I just wasn't sure if it aired after a theatrical release or in lieu of a theatrical release. I don't know where it falls chronologically, but I do know it got one. I didn't okay. realize that they had like a famous credit intro thing i thought it was just like the production company logo and i was like this is way too long for a production company logo tales for the crypt was huge back then it was like their game of thrones for a bit yeah i mean i know and i know you don't know shit todd (laughs) i mean i don't i don't like horror and i was poor i couldn't watch hbo which isn't huh you know or you don't know (laughs) i mean i knew tales from the crypt existed officer randolph i just didn't want to watch it i didn't have the money it's hall monitor hall monitor randolph mommy and daddy are fighting again you've upset me talking about teeth (laughs) (laughs) fuck all right the topics that we're not allowed to talk about are star wars teeth you can talk about star wars you just cannot talk about the three little words the last jedi greedo shot first oh no okay okay i don't want to talk about greedo shot first but that doesn't even bother me anymore because so many upsetting things with star wars have happened since then i really want them to do a show that has nothing to do with tatooine has nothing to do with any named characters that were in the movies like i want to see like a buddy cop comedy in the jedi universe I'm down with that. That would be awesome. Just like two people like Mikey and me, Paige, you're the boss, and we're having to like go around and solve crimes, but like sometimes like people doing crimes use lightsabers. I just want Paige to yell at me and be like, you destroyed the whole market with your X-Wing. <laughs> How I gotta clean this shit up for you can catch one guy. Yeah. Turn in your badge and lightsaber. You're off the case. Canvas the area, <laughs> put out an APB and get me a suspect. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. <laughs> You pissed off the huts. <laughs> I got the chief <laughs> riding my ass. Yeah. I feel like it would work. <laughs> I feel, I feel like Get I at me, Disney Plus. I'll be better than Robert Rodriguez. I mean, we should talk about this movie, though, because we still haven't. <laughs> I just wanted to see how quickly I could derail the podcast. So it's it's the opening for Tales of the Crypt, and it starts off with what we think is a horror movie. There's bloody clothes on the floor. There's a woman on a bed talking on a phone to what we presume is her lover, talking about how she killed her husband and killing him was almost better than sex. And she says, if you want to do this, you got to get with my friends. That was the same. No, no. This is much longer before that. Did you get it, Todd? Because if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Yeah. Spice Girls. Yeah. Of course I get it. Spice Girls. Spice World only came out two years after this movie did. Yeah. And little known fact is a Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary Spice. Yeah, it all checks out if you think about it. And I, I mean, I don't know what posh means, but it sounds scary. <laughs> Damn you, Beckham. Lord. Anyway, back to this fucking movie. Okay, first scene. We get through the credits. Todd doesn't know what the credits. We got, well, now we're in it. Crypt Keeper. We're past the Crypt Keeper, Mikey. We're talking about the hot chick on the bed. 
Oh, that's with right. With the boobs. We were about to talk about boobs, and then you derailed it with your fucking teeth nonsense. <laughs> Are you eating again, Mikey? Yeah, because he's obsessed with teeth. <laughs> he can't keep his hands off his goddamn teeth. I'm eating. I'm having chocolate-covered cherries while we record. <laughs> Great. I'm so happy I'll have to edit out mouth sounds. <laughs> If it sounds like Mikey is blowing somebody, just know that they're chocolate-covered <laughs> cherries. Yes. He's blowing an 80-year-old woman because that's the only other person I know who eats chocolate-covered cherries. <laughs> anyway, back to this lady who just killed her husband and said it was hot and squishy. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> she, like, killed him with an axe. Yeah. She gave him 40 wax. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then she says that he's downstairs in the basement cooling off. We see that he's in, like, a vat of acid. She takes a bath to wash all the blood off. We get some like full titty action. Yes, we do. It's HBO. It is HBO. <laughs> yeah, HBO. Hot boobs on TV. <laughs> HBO. <laughs> I mean, that was HBO in the 90s. It did really get me through some formative years. <laughs> And I did love in that scene because it reveals like her husband who she just murdered is like dissolving in like a vat of acid and he's like coming up the stairs with the axe in one hand and when he's like walking into the walls and the banister and stuff like parts of his skin are sticking to it. Are sticking? It was so cool. That honestly was very cool. Anyway, so he's about to kill her. She looks up and screams and then you hear the Crypt Keeper yell cut or whatever and I loved that they had John Larroquette from Night Court doing a yes. cameo for Demon Knight. I loved it. I was like, holy shit, that's a level of meta I did not expect in the first three minutes of this movie. Yep. I was here for it. So, and also, if you're unfamiliar with the Crypt Keeper, where you been? But also, secondly, he speaks in death puns. <laughs> always. <laughs> oh, right. Which is the best part. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, you call that hacting? <laughs> Gory Cooper, Robert Dedford. I was just like, oh. Oh, man. I hope he's not in the whole thing. This is a lot. He's not. But we do get him, I think, just enough because I didn't get sick of him. And even at the end when he gets like, you know, his head cut off or whatever, I thought it was very funny. It's very funny. He's in it just long enough to be a fun sketch. And then we get into an actually good movie. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So um, he introduces the movie Demon Knight and it has credits that Todd would love because they're occurring over stuff that's happening yes. so we're like paying attention to the story yes at which point in in my notes because I didn't read a synopsis of this movie or anything before I just have in all caps Billy Zane <laughs> <laughs> I do fucking love Billy Zane and I, dude William Sadler's amazing in this too like I loved the opening of this movie just those car that car chase oh so do good you guys like Billy Zane in this more than the Phantom he was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. I've not seen Phantom. <laughs> oh, Paige. It's like superhero Indiana Jones, Billy Zane. Okay, but is it from the same time period or is it yes, like more recent? Yes, the 30s. Wait, the 30s? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's from the 90s, but it takes place in the Indiana Jones time period. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Oddly enough... That's also a Tales from the Crypt joint. Really? <laughs> no, Paige. Oh. No, Paige. I haven't seen it. I haven't it was a comic know. book from like the 20s. <laughs> it was during that 90s time where they were like, let's remake 20s radio shows. The Phantom oh. and The Shadow. The Shadow. Knows. The Shadow so terrible. Literally, The Phantom came out the year after this. 
and perfect is really worth a watch page you should see it okay but he looks like this and he's like in tights like he kind of looks like purple daredevil <laughs> wait i think how did this get made did an episode on they did that. yes okay but in this he's cowbilly zane for like the first couple <laughs> scenes because he's got a cowboy hat on but yeah. something to note about the credits for some reason they chose to put CCH Pounder and Dick Miller's names right next to each other. And I was like, I shouldn't laugh at this. I'm a child. But with just like Pounder, Dick Miller. I was just like, we're in for fun. I know. And first off, Paige, I just want to say, same. I loved it. It was Did hilarious. you also notice it? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> and I was like, I do this thing when Natalie and I are watching movies together. I'll be like, oh, cool. Billy Zane's in this. And then I'll right. like do that same thing. But for someone who like you've never heard of, they're like, a, you know, and I'll be like, holy <laughs> shit. Jacqueline Alexander's in this. And she'll be like, who's that? I'm like, I don't fucking know. So I was doing that. And she was like, you don't know who CCH Pounder is. And I was like, no, I do. I actually know who that I is. I actually do. You've been in touch with other stuff yeah she's been in a ton of shit i think she was in law and order avatar yeah. like she's been in a bunch of shit she was a lawyer on law and order yeah forever probably still is i know she was in the shield too like she was in a bunch yes. of stuff anyway i just i do that bit with natalie all the time and she's like convinced she was like you don't know who that guy is and i was like two things not a guy not a guy i absolutely do know who that is mm-hmm. <laughs> oh you mean carol christine herrera pounder no i know who that is <laughs> yes and also thomas hayden church is in this but it's right around his like george of the jungle period where he's got the long hair yeah and this movie oh. tries to make him kind of a weird sex symbol, and I don't understand it. You thought they were making him a sex symbol? He's in a mesh shirt, Todd. No, he's in like a Hawaiian shirt. Todd, it it's is a, a mesh, mesh shirt. shirt. And before that, his nipples are connected to a battery while he's having <laughs> yeah. sex with someone. First off, how yeah. dare you kink shame? I did love that they make it seem like... Like they stole that battery out of somebody's car? Yeah. It does seem that way. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. let's go to the cars. Well, one of them's not going to work. I mean, there's no battery <laughs> in that car. But like, I right. did think it was funny that she was on top of him like, and he's got electricity running through his body and it's not yeah. affecting her at all. Right. It's because he's wearing a rubber. <laughs> but he, he he rubbed it on the carpet for a bit really quick. So anyway, they're driving along a dark, foggy road. Cowbilly Zane is following him very fast. Yeah. Over 100 miles per hour. They're not going above 55. But yeah, the cops no, are like, yeah. they're definitely going over 100 miles an hour. Right. And, and it's breaker ahead. Cowbilly Zane behind him. Who do we ever get Cowbilly Zane's name? Uh, the collector is how he's building the credits, which I okay. loved. Fun fact: There's four different collectors in this movie. I will talk about it in fun facts. There is a mythology of this movie that was supposed to expand beyond it. We'll go. What? Ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the collector. I'm gonna just call him Billy Zane. <laughs> so uh, we've got Breaker, Billy Zane. Breaker is watching through kind of his rearview mirror. Uh huh. And sees that Billy Zane's gaining, so he jackknifes the car, aims a shotgun out the window, shoots at Billy Zane's car, causing a fire under the hood. Which is so Billy wild. Zane doesn't stop. <laughs> it's so, it's crazy. Yeah. Breaker climbs out of the car window as cow Billy Zane just hits the car <laughs> full speed and both cars explode. Yeah. So we find out that Breaker got out of the window in time and he walks away from the wreck he kind of turns his palm over and the stars like almost like star tattoos on his hand light up and align into a perfect circle. He walks down the highway 
uh, to the nearest town, which turns out to be Wormwood, New Mexico. He first stops off at a cafe to try and steal a car, but a little kid, Danny, who we'll um, see later. Paige, I think he was testing the lock. He wasn't trying to steal the car. I mean, that's what he says, that kid. Because the kid. I think you mean a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> Not a kid, a snitch. I do think it's yeah. funny that he was trying to pick a lock with a full ass knife. It's like, I don't think right. that ever works. Um, I mean, I think it depends on the size of your knife, not the motion of your (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but what about that car's uh, grill, though? I mean, what about that grill, Mikey? Yeah, tell us more about the teeth of that car, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so the snitch comes out, sees him. The snitch is a child, but there's still a snitch. Everyone in the cafe comes out, including Thomas Hayden Church. And he runs away and he runs away to like a a nearby kind of like a warehouse, it looks like, and ends up talking to um, Uncle Willie, Uncle Willie. Yeah. And Uncle Willie's like drinking. and He's like, I don't want to drink alone. Do you want some? And he gives Breaker a drink. Yeah. And Uncle Willie is kind of a confusing character because like, how did he get there? What was he doing among the boxes? (laughs) Like, who knows? (laughs) He's full of mystery. I don't want to know what a drunk old man is doing in a barn, Paige. Those are questions I don't want the answer to. Either way, I'm pretty sure it's bad. (laughs) That's nasty. You nasty. (laughs) Paige, it wasn't an attack. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just having fun. Anyway, so he asks Uncle Willie, like, do you have a place that I can stay for the night? And he's like, in fact, I do. Uh, We cut to the car crash scene where Cowbilly Zane is still alive. And they're like, well, this one has Maryland plates. This has Jersey plates. And I'm like, how can you see the plates? This was a ball of flame. (laughs) And the cars are still on fire. And they walked up to them and got the plates, I guess. Like, I would not get that close to a car on fire. Yeah, I don't know. And Billy Zane's just like, Dan, these cars are on fire. That one used to be mine. Oh, well. And I love (laughs) that they're like staring at him. And they're like, how are you alive? They don't say that, but they're looking at him like that. And he goes, airbags, they're great, right? Like, he just... This is the first moment I was like, oh, I'm going to love Billy Zane in this movie. (laughs) Anyway, he's like, did you see the guy that I hit? Uh, He basically he's a thief. I have questions for him. I'll go with you to try and find him. He walked over to that town. Yeah. And he tells them that he's dangerous and something bad is going to go down if they don't catch him. So we cut to Breaker and Uncle Willie who have approached what they call a former mission and they're calling it a hotel but it is very clearly a place where sex work goes down yeah uh a brothel if you will it's a former church is what it is yeah that i mean it clearly is not anymore because it is sort of a brothel yeah no but it is full of spudnik chandeliers and neon and i am here for (laughs) it give me all the spudnik chandeliers so you're suggesting that cch pounder is the madam at a brothel i am that name checks out yes (laughs) it's just a seedy motel it doesn't mean that the management was involved they just i mean it's it definitely seemed like cordelia was in her employ although cordelia could have been a longtime resident Mm -hmm. so maybe it was a motel and she just was a resident and not employed however because if not jada pinkett would also be quote unquote employed not necessarily because she's like housekeeping basically Maybe she's just not a very successful brothel owner because we only really see Cordelia. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it and talking it out, I think longtime resident actually makes more sense. Yeah, they're like a weekly hotel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was like an extended stay kind of thing because yeah. Yeah. CCH Pounder even says to 
Breaker, when he gets there, I don't normally rent one or two days. It's normally long term. Right. Yeah. And and I don't rent to people I don't know. You, yeah. you have to check out her rooms on Air TNA. <laughs> I do love that when Pounder is like I don't normally rent to people I don't know And for short periods of time He like pulls out like a thick ass wad of hundreds And he's yeah, like yeah, well yeah. Uh, how about this And she's like I can make an exception <laughs> I was like for $100 Get a couple more <laughs> Like he has a fat stack And sh- we saw it right Like she saw it Yeah, But I mm-hmm. mean it was 95 right So like $100 and 95 would be like It's like $184 today yeah, get more. She could have gotten at least two or three of them. Why was he trying to steal cars? He could have just bought a car. <laughs> just throw the wad of hundreds at the kid, break the glass, and well, jump in. Well, I think he and- needed something that night. Because that's the thing. It's like he, he has to survive, survive that night. Yeah. ASMR for the freaks. I left that in the Ma episode. <laughs> did you? I've done yeah. it a couple different times. The way you did it was so fucking funny to me while I was editing it. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to leave it in. Anyway, he signs the guest book as Mr. Smith. He gets a room. Yeah. She has uh, Geraldine, who is Jada Pinkett Smith, or Jada Pinkett at this time. I don't think it is just Jada Pinkett, but she is currently a Jada Pinkett Smith. Right. Jada Pinkett, she has her show him to her room. And there's kind of this like interchange between her and Irene and the other kind of regulars of this motel where we find out that she is on like a work release from prison so she's kind of housekeeping and so she shows him to his room and as she's doing it there's a conversation about her cleaning Cordelia's sheets because she couldn't get guacamole stains out of them and I was like yeah that's not a bed food (laughs) (laughs) Any food can be a bed food if you're hungry enough, If Paige. you're hungry enough. This yeah. is true. What's the weirdest thing you've ever ate in bed? Eaten <laughs> in bed? I travel, or at least pre-pandemic and then in the next three months, uh, I travel a lot, which means you eat in hotel rooms a lot, yes. and you often end up eating on the bed because it's the place to sit. Yeah. So I have eaten any number of things on a bed. <laughs> Not hotel beds. Your home Bed. My home bed, I don't typically eat on my home bed. I had pad thai on my home bed last night. A whole teaspoon of pad thai on your bed. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that peanut butter pasta, baby. What about you, Mikey? Uh, during one of my low moments during the beginning of the pandemic, I believe I cried and ate a pizza while laying in bed. <laughs> I honestly don't feel like that's weird, Mikey. No. I, too, have cried and ate a pizza in bed. I guess for me it's weirder because I don't have a television in my room. I just use my bedroom for sleeping. Mm, that, that's a little strange. Yeah. <laughs> that you were in there for the sole purpose of crying while eating pizza in bed? I, had a, I think I brought my laptop in, or maybe I was just watching something on my phone. It was definitely, like, an emotional low moment in, like, all the ways. And I just remember being like, oh, teary-eyed, watching a video on my phone while I'm laying all the way down eating pizza in my bed with the full box. God, what the fuck? What is wrong with my life? I think pizza may be the food I've eaten in bed most often. Yeah. I Probably a close second is gummy worms. Yeah, second place ass. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you heard it here, ladies. You better not have an ass. You better just have a second set of teeth. <laughs> So, Mikey, you prefer if it's like the movie Teeth. No. Second set of teeth. Baby. If you did have a second seat of teeth down there, would a dildo be a toothpick? <laughs> I think it all depends on size. Like a little one, you know? 
How did we get here? I don't know. I'm just trying to get through this movie that we all genuinely liked. Yeah, scene three. Exactly. Scene three, he comes back down to have food, and it looks like it's just guacamole that he's putting ketchup on and then stirring and eating. This was the grossest part of the movie for me. What it was f- real gross for what me. What was he eating? It was so gross. I thought it was like it's- a soup. I thought it might have been like a split pea kind of a soup. Yeah, but it's it's so hard to tell what it is, and that concerned me. Because I know what right. food looks like, and that did not compute in my brain when I saw it. It did not compute as food, like the right. blue milk in Star Wars. Yes. Especially in The Last Jedi, where you see it come out of the nipples. I knew it was coming. <laughs> anyway, during this scene, we kind of start to meet more of the regulars, including Wally, who is, I would assume, one of Cordelia's regulars, and he works at the post office. Yes. And he is, I think he's just been let go. Yeah, he got accused of stealing the mail. Yes. Right. And we will find out later that he was and was also going to go postal and blow yes. up the post office. Yes, he was. To literally go postal. <laughs> yeah. I think he was stealing the mail to sell it so he could afford his Cordelia habit. Ooh, maybe. That was my backstory for him. Could be. So we cut to Irene who has kind of uh, overheard the conversation around the creepy guacamole soup uh, call picks up the phone to make a call and we cut to the cafe um, where they're now investigating the stolen car or the attempted car theft and they basically reveal that they've gotten a call from Irene that the guy that they think stole these cars is eating creepy guacamole and ketchup soup in front of her. <laughs> we do get, in these scenes, one of my favorite jokes from the movie, where we meet the cat Cleo, and Cleo hops up on the table, but Cordelia is also sitting on the table in lingerie, and Irene just walks through and says, get that pussy off the table, and Cordelia immediately moves. Yeah, and she's like, and she's oh, like, not you, I meant the cat. I meant the cat. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny that Cordelia was immediately like, oh, no, (laughs) like, that's me. It was very funny. This movie is perfect. I can give no notes for this movie. I love this movie as is. Uh, Jada, she tells Jada to put the cat out and she does. And she says, I did. I don't know how he keeps getting back in. That's going to be important later. Yes. Meanwhile, the doorbell rings and it's Thomas Hayden Church. And he is either Cordelia's boyfriend or regular customer. It is unclear what their relationship technically is, but he is wearing a Hawaiian shirt and then a mesh shirt underneath. Okay. Yeah. I only noticed the Hawaiian shirt. I did not notice the mesh shirt underneath. It's a white mesh shirt. And it's at certain points when he's got the Hawaiian shirt off, you see just like that. It's a mesh shirt. Todd, do you own a mesh shirt? Not anymore. No, Todd! (laughs) (laughs) I actually am joking. I've never worn a mesh shirt. Mikey, do you own a mesh shirt? No, just clothes I can't fit into anymore. (laughs) Mm, Interesting. I'll update my files. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought Todd would have owned a mesh shirt during his touring days. I mean, of the three of us, the person that you would most suspect of owning a mesh shirt would be Todd, correct? I think that's fair. I'm honestly, I get that logic, but I would wear like a a button down like flannel shirt that I would then take off normally. Do you believe him? (laughs) No, I don't believe him at all. I've seen the leather pants pictures. There's no way he had a flannel just a flannel shirt on all those shows <laughs> leather pants and mesh shirts that's what i'm looking for here <laughs> did not own any mesh shirts i'm so sorry to disappoint see i've been leading you all down this mesh shirt trail hiding behind my three mesh shirts that i no, definitely wait, own what <laughs> <clears throat> 
I feel like it's a little more socially acceptable for women to have mesh shirts. It is. It yeah. absolutely is. Because you layer it, right? Which I'm a big fan of layering. Do you count chain mail as a mesh shirt? I do. Yes, yes Mikey, I do. I count it as an extreme mesh shirt. Yeah. I don't wear chain mail. I only wear plate armor. That's what <laughs> plate armor was my stripper name in college. Uh, <laughs> I just love that we legit will talk for three hours just trying to one up and weird each other out. <laughs> I know for a fact we've talked for at least 20 minutes and none of us have told one truth. And it's just because we're trying to one up each other. No, I actually do own multiple mesh No, no, no I believe you. I truth. believe you. I bring in the armor because we're talking about Demon Knight with a K. Exactly. Anyway, past Thomas Hayden Church's mesh shirt. Also, his name in this movie is Roach. That's the witcher's horse's name. It is. Yeah. yeah. Only the witcher's allowed to date roaches. <laughs> <laughs> Only the witcher's allowed to ride roaches, Paige. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, but when he puts those batteries on. <laughs> <laughs> she was just trying to jump him. She thought he was her ride. Anyway. I, I know a girl who dated two different people named Spider. <laughs> no, you don't. I swear to God. With a Y or with an I? Both were with a Y. Oh, wow. No, Todd. Were those their given names or chosen no, no, names? No, no. Both were like in edgy, stupid like <laughs> bands and they went by Spider. It's me, Spider. <laughs> How do you not, one, only talk to them in spider puns, or two, if you are a, <laughs> the spider, only talk in spider puns. I mean, she definitely did get caught in their webs. Of deceit because they lied or whatever. <laughs> of course. Because spiders can't be trusted. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm sure they both cheated on her. I don't trust anything that's got more than three eyes. And two legs. Yeah. And also pedipalps. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Google it. I'm not. I couldn't even begin to fathom how to spell that shit. Anyway, they go upstairs, <laughs> leaving Wally the Postman downstairs. Now, back at the cafe, they decided they're going to come over to the motel. We do get kind of a moving shot upstairs of the motel past a bunch of Spudnik chandeliers. And I was just like, you notice those Spudnik chandeliers, Mikey? I am now knowing that those are called Sputnik chandeliers. You've seen them before and thought, damn, that looks fucking cool, right? Sometimes, yeah. And then I was like, I'm sure they have a name. <laughs> I just never Googled it. Those are the chandeliers that uh, Russia shot into space in the 60s. Yeah, but first they made chandeliers out of dogs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Russian space program joke. Thank you. Thank you, Operation Paperclip, for getting us to the moon first. Oh, yeah. I've been listening to the last podcast, MK Ultra episode. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite Mortal Kombat. Is MK Ultra? Manchurian Kennedy! That's where they try to hadouken your brain with LSD. I started this and I was like, I've got to be up early tomorrow. I've got to keep us on topic. Mikey, when we're done here, I have to edit more. Do you feel like maybe you create more work for yourself to escape your life? Yes. <laughs> my COVID mechanism for my existential dread is workaholism. Drinking that sweet, sweet workahol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I legit have talked to therapists about it, one of which referred me to somebody else. Well, you can't pick up on it at all. <laughs> you just keep finding all these empty workahol bottles in this trash. You just like crack open another podcast. <laughs> You're like ASMR for the free. <laughs> Not like you can talk, Paige. You're on like 90 podcasts. <laughs> 
I, I put my schedule in the Facebook group. I think it was Romancing the Pod. It was, yeah. Because somebody's like, I don't know how she does it. And so I listed it out and people are like, it still doesn't make sense. I don't respond to threads that say a different host is the best. And we... <laughs> <laughs> I think I liked it. I just had nothing to say because like when she posted her schedule, I was like, yeah, that's that's my schedule. Yep. I think we can all three say we're pretty busy people. I think Paige and I definitely are. No, I mean, we all are. We all are. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Paige is funnier. <laughs> Do you know what busy means? I posted it because like we get asked a lot, like, when are we going to get another thing or a bonus thing or whatever? That's typically when I post mine. Yeah. And so I was like, Maybe if I post this so people see it like written out, they will understand where there's no room for that to fit. I'm just going to start responding to all of them like, yeah, Todd and Paige are just super lazy and we can't do that. <laughs> of them. Sorry, everybody. Paige insists on sleeping like a whole four hours a night. That fucking lazy bitch. Oh, my uh, God. Anyway, demon, demon night. We haven't even gotten to the best parts of Billy Zane. I know, because Billy Zane's gone from this movie for like 40 minutes, and he's still the best character in it. Dude, I would lick him from belt buckle to the top of his bald head, I swear. <laughs> okay, when the demons aren't around, there is a little bit of a pacing issue. Yeah, but it doesn't last long. Like, because literally, the very next thing that happens is the cops and Billy Zane shows up, and we are off to the fucking races. <laughs> because immediately, we find out Breaker's actual identity, or at least the one he's given people. He briefly holds Jada hostage and we find out from Billy Zane that he's stolen something. And we this is kind of the first time we see the key and he's stashed it somewhere in one of the napkin holders yeah. on the table. Where you stash an ancient relic that came from Jesus. Well, I don't know if you've ever tried to stash something <laughs> in one of those. I have because I've been around them a lot. The insides of them are spring loaded. So if you even have just a couple napkins, you can put something in there and then put napkins on top of it and no one would ever know the difference unless they pulled enough napkins to get to it. So I now know where Paige hides her drugs. <laughs> They're like, Paige, why do you have like 15 napkin dispensers? Mind your own business. <laughs> I eat a lot of wings. Shut up. <laughs> why don't you use a paper towel or a bigger object to wipe your hands off with? I'm stuck in my ways. It's not about how big the object is. It's about how good it gets the slop off. Yeah, the slop. The slop, I feel like, is the new word. God, we're the dumbest three people on the planet. Before they find the key in the napkin dispenser, they actually search the motel. And this is where they discover Cordelia and Roach with battery play. She's trying to, <laughs> trying to jumpstart his nipples. <laughs> they took kickstart my heart seriously when that song came out this is why i don't role play with batteries because like i can't keep it serious <laughs> oh, i'd like to make another tna joke please uh-huh uh he is a member of t and triple a <laughs> yeah uh roach side assistance <laughs> <laughs> i will tell a funny story of my grandmother's car's battery died so she comes back to tell us all at family dinner and she's like my car died at the grocery store, and this nice gentleman came and jerked me off. <laughs> but how's your battery, Grandma? <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. First off, I demand that people leave reviews and ask Mikey to use his grandmother's voice to read them. Secondly, <laughs> did she not realize what jerking off meant? Not till she told the story, and then she was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I meant jumped. And I was like, damn. Anyway, so... Cow Billy Zane, because he still has not removed his hat. He He's getting them to search. He finally gets the key, but Breaker kind of fights him for it. 
and he convinces the policeman to arrest him. But as he does, they get a call that both cars were stolen in the wreck. So they try to arrest Billy Zane as well. I will also say that when they bring Cordelia and Roach down and they were like, we're not interested in what they were doing. We have to sort out this car business. And they're like, well, this did look like a tune up and a lube job. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Mikey's grandma. Love it. (laughs) Anyway, so they start to escort them out to the car. They're both going. But before they can get there, Billy Zane pulls back and punches through the policeman's head. Holy shit, it's amazing. Breaker freaks out and is like, give me your keys because he's like, cuffed he's like i've got to get at least uncuffed so i can try and fight um he does get the keys but meanwhile billy zane can't get the head off of his hand it's so good and starts punching people with the head yes so breaker gets the keys he gets uncuffed he steals the uh like star key demon key thing back and he manages to get billy zane outside And he's inside and pours a little bit of blood on the door, basically to create a seal so that Billy Zane can't come back inside. Right. And Billy Zane's like, fine, if you want to play that way, this property is condemned. So he takes his one Coke nail and scratches (laughs) the middle of his hand to let all the glowing guacamole out. But when he takes off his cowboy hat and duster and he's like, I'm tired of this country cowboy shit. And then like goes on his rant. Yeah. I was like, this is a movie that I'm here for. Yes. I loved his affected country accent for that like one little part. It was so good. And he like sort of mm-hmm. shimmies a little bit. It's so great. Yep. So good. Uh, but he uses his hand guacamole to make evil slime babies and then kisses them as they're coming out of the ground. Yeah. Which was like, and they're very similar to deadites. I would say that's kind of, they do look a lot like deadites. Um, and he's just like, Oh, grow babies. Like, <laughs> like he's just excited. They're popping out of the ground. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be a father? i do love that these like babies literally come out of his hand and he's just like tossing them very performatively around and it's like that green gack just coming out of his hand who hasn't had their future babies in their hand and thrown them around oh (laughs) my god oh my god stop it mikey they call it the spider-man mikey yes so tomorrow you'll wake up and be surprisingly buff <laughs> so we've got these creatures the power goes out they can't really see them outside and breaker starts trying to seal off every window and door because they start popping through the windows they're attacking everyone he also manages to shoot a few of them in the head right through the eye and then their heads explode into green lightning which is great it is great but it's like why but also thank you yeah. like i loved it yeah yeah it's like green force lightning it's hard to kill these things like shooting like just destroying the eyes is really specific and hard right i mean we see one of the cops try and do it later and it doesn't work no i just mean like i i don't quite believe that everybody could shoot them in the eyes like it shows in the movie like like the shotgun is one thing but like mm. i kind of wish they just had it where you could just destroy the head like a zombie thing like double tap yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway so they basically go through the house seal off the doors but thomas hayden church is like before he seals off everything i'm gonna try and get out like fuck this there's a back door we're leaving so you mean thomas hayden not in the church (laughs) right 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 thomas hayden on the church yeah oh thomas heathen (laughs) (laughs) anyway so they go outside and he literally one charges them he pushes cordelia in front of him it attacks cordelia he runs back inside 
Wally from the post office rushes out and manages to shoot the eyes of the... I guess, monster, demon. They're demons. They're demons, yeah. I do love that when he's shooting it, he doesn't know that you have to shoot it in the eye. So he shoots mm-hmm. it in the head like four times and then it like laughs. It's like, ha, 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 the weird ass demon laugh. And then you see uh, William Sadler go, shoot its eyes, jackass, or whatever he says. And yeah. then he does, he does shoot it in the eye and it does then like force lightning, but green, him in the chest. Yeah, it throws him back. Yeah. Like against the wall. They carry him inside um, Billy Zane tries to get in, but they they close off that door and they ask, they like kind of meet in that kind of common area and they're like, what is it, demons or something? And he goes, it's worse, demons. Just <laughs> 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 I love that line so much. I love this so movie. Good. I do love that because I've like had that experience with Mikey a good number of times because he doesn't always listen to everything you say. Mm-hmm. I have to like really pay attention like most of the day. You do you mean at work, Mikey? Yeah. Just in I general. Mean, yeah. Mikey also struggles with an executive function disorder, as do I. It's my least favorite Steven Seagal, Kurt Russell movie. Executive <laughs> order executive dysfunction? function disorder. <laughs> <laughs> I've been training in karate for like 15 years. Anyway, so he's like, we got to stay together. We just have to survive the night, which, again, very similar to From Dusk Till Dawn. Except that no one asks follow up questions. I'd be like, like my hand would be like, hey, oh, Mikey, what do you what do you what you got questions? I'd be like, yeah, yeah. What happens at dawn? Yeah, yeah, actually, I kind of wanted to know that. Yeah, they're not vampires, so it's not like they can't be out in the sun, right? Okay, but like, what if Billy Zane was a vampire? (laughs) (laughs) I honestly think this Billy Zane would be an amazing vampire and that that would be a great movie. He'd be a true blood vampire, absolutely. You just want to watch vampire Billy Zane fuck. I do. (laughs) Anyway, so. Okay, I have a question. Oh, fuck, all right. It just popped into my mind, and I'm so sorry because it's wildly inappropriate. I, I'm laughing because I saw the question hit your face before <laughs> you said that, and it was so funny. Sorry. Okay. In the Harry Potter universe, okay. this is not at all where I was expecting this to go, but please no, continue. No, this is a very strange start. You guys have all read the Harry Potter books, right? If you are a wizard and you have an erection and you wiggle the penis in the way that the wand would wiggle, can you cast spells from it like Billy Zane's penis? No, because I think your wand needs to have the special components like the phoenix feather and stuff. Like, What if you stick a phoenix feather like in your Like you sounded, urethra? like you're, yeah. you're participating in the sexual practice of sounding with phoenix feathers. I think it could work. It is wood after all. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what if you went into, like, Wally Wizard's wand shop or whatever, and he's like... Wally Wizard's wand shop. Ollivander's. And he's like, you're a very special boy. Your wand is your dick. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey, I think you're just watching the porn parody of Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Bone is, like, what we're getting right now. (laughs) I'm just like, you know, like, what? If that's how Harry killed Voldemort, that'd be so much cooler. Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban, Cum Goblet of Fire. Um, Did you put your name in the Cum Goblet? Half Chub Prince. Harry Potter and the Deathly Swallows. Yeah! Yes, yes. My dick's yes. core is a dragon's heartstring. I, I have to use a regular wand because I don't have a penis, but it was nice having this thought experiment with you. Hermione's wand vibrates. Yes. <laughs> oh. 
What was <laughs> happening to us? You started it. This is your fault. How dare you try to blame us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got dick magic. <laughs> Faptastic beasts and where to find them. Sorry. <laughs> we need to finish this movie. Grindle balls. All right, let's move on. Grindle, Grindle balls. balls sounds like a traditional Christmas dessert. You <laughs> I made Grindle balls this year. I know how you live in. <laughs> Don't miss me with that mistletoe, sir. Now that you're here, you can help out your dad on the Christmas tree farm. And there's a nice lady that I want you to meet. Her name is <laughs> Professor Magana Balls. <laughs> McGargle balls. McGargle McGargle balls. balls. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my. Jesus Christ. oh my god. Okay, <laughs> back to this movie. No one asks questions about what happens to Don. I'm still curious, but who cares? And so at this point, Thomas Hayden Church is like, why don't we just give that thing to them and then we don't have to stay here? You seem to be the only one that has a problem with it. And he's like, no, we can't. And then Jada Pinkett Smith, or no, just Jada Pinkett at this point, is like, uh, my cat's outside. So like, and he's like, if it goes out, it stays out. Sorry, fuck your cat, basically. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's unpack this. Okay. There's killer demons that you've seen kill two people. Oh, yeah. And they can possess the cat. I don't think you understand how great cats are. Um, because <laughs> I would run across the Nostromo to save my cat. I love all <laughs> five of my cats. But if there's a possibility that they're a demon, I'm going to let them just <laughs> stay outside. Although, I never let my cats outside. My my damn dog would be dancing with Billy Zane out there like, we're coming to get you, fucker. <laughs> and that's before she's possessed. Yeah, no, she wouldn't even need it. He'd be like, you played the long game with this one. Uh, but uh, like Todd, though, you don't believe in demons. So if you had a demon possessed cat, would you be like, I don't believe it's possessed. I think this cat's just an asshole until it's real. And then fuck that. That's what it is. I do have a demon possessed cat. Her name is Peaches and she pees on my shoes every now and then. And I hate it. <laughs> I love her, but I hate that she does that sometimes. She's so scared of your feet. She pisses herself. I'm, I'm never wearing my <laughs> shoes when she's doing it. She like goes into oh. the closet and pees on my shoes. Peaches and stream. <laughs> I need it because you know that I'm a kitty. So she's not going to go out and get the cat. He goes upstairs and he's going to seal off the room and he gets to one room and these rooms all have kind of like stained glass windows in the shape of a cross and he's kind of staring at it. This is the first flashback. Yeah. First flashback to Jesus on the cross and they're collecting his blood. At this point in the movie, I was like, oh, we're fucking bringing Jesus into this? <laughs> like, yeah. wild. Okay, shit. I was like, this is just like I learned in seminary. <laughs> <laughs> I okay so at the very beginning of the flashback when it's very clearly not breaker it's not William Sadler's character that's like right, getting the blood right. from Jesus in, in the key I was like are they gonna try and pretend like that is William Sadler and he just couldn't show up for the reshoot or that William Sadler is Jesus because you don't see Jesus' face so that was a question I had for a while until we got to the later flashbacks but yeah, I was just waiting for it, like, because all you're seeing is, like, the nailed hands and nailed feet. Yeah. And for half a minute, I was just like, always look on the bright yes. side of life. I was just wondering why the demons in current time don't wear clothes, but back when they crucified Jesus, they wore tunics. And I got very confused. Because they were Romans? <laughs> I think it's because they were born from the ground. Like, Billy Zane didn't take them shopping first. Yeah. Some of them have pierced nipples. A lot of them do. A lot of them have pierced nipples. Um, that's how you know they're freaky. And they got titty teeth. And they <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we call nipple piercings now? <laughs> 
Yo, girl, I love them titty teeths. Yo, girl, I love them titty teeths. It was a, it was a choice. That's a definitive choice for the amount of nipple piercings we see in this movie. But good for them. I guess it's one of the few things you can do in the first four hours of life. Just sitting around <laughs> in an abandoned building. nipples pierced? Listen, and I'll go on the record as saying, babies, don't pierce your nipples. <laughs> I mean, yeah, babies shouldn't. Adult people, if you want to pierce your nipples, go ahead. Yeah. I do think it's funny that these were like birthed out of the ground like Urukai and like came out with <laughs> nipple piercings. You had to bring Tolkien into it. I love it. What up? <laughs> Down on my nerd shit. Anyway, so he gets interrupted by Jada, who's like, hey, can I help you? And he's like, I'm sorry about your cat and how I kind of held you hostage earlier, but like cats can get possessed. And she's just like, have you not seen Fallen? I haven't actually. Have you seen Fallen? Is that a horror movie now? I don't know if it's classified as horror. I would definitely classify it as horror. And it's one of the ones I saw before we started the podcast. But it's a Denzel Washington movie. It's great. So she tells him in this scene that she didn't think he was going to hurt her when he took her hostage. She had a sense that he was actually a good person. But she wants him to basically tell her more about who he is. And he just says, I'm an old man running out of time. Meanwhile, downstairs... Roach is trying to play Wally and Cordelia against each other. Yeah. Cordelia is like, hey, you left me to die. Wally actually tried to save me. And he's like, whores ain't got no friends. And I'm like, fuck you. You deserve what happens to you at the end of George of the Jungle also. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Yeah, I can't believe he said that to her. I mean, because I did think up until this point that she was a sex worker, but they were dating. Like, that was her yeah. boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. You I could thought. say he was negatively charged. <laughs> anyway so he then tries to talk to wally and wally is like uh you abandoned cordelia out there and i saved her and like she respects that or whatever yeah he makes the case that like hey that guy's the only guy that cares about the key we could all get out of this you could save all of us that's kind of how this could work and he just says assholes don't have friends excuse us and i was yeah. just like yeah good for you wally which is cool to find out he was gonna like be a mass shooter i know yeah exactly oh. yeah, of course meanwhile roach takes cordelia upstairs and pushes her into a room and confronts her about wally and he hits her like and and like yeah. full hand slap hits her like in the face yeah in the face and is like you better be afraid of me. It's fucked up. It is real fucked. He's not a great guy. No, he is right. not. Yeah. So we cut to Jada has come out of the room. Her cat shows up and Breaker freaks out because he's like, the cat could be possessed. And she's like, no, the cat is fine. And they do test it with the, the blood from the key. But now they have to try and find out where the cat snuck in. So they end up down in the basement and they catch a breeze from one of the walls and they think there's an opening behind it. And that's how the cat's been getting in and out of the house. Yeah. Meanwhile, back in Cordelia's room, Roach has left after hitting her and she's sitting there crying and it appears that there's a hand on her shoulder, but there's no one there. And she's hearing a voice kind of saying like, well, you're beautiful. I understand you. I know what you want and need. And she goes to the window and it's Billy Zane out side yes and he's like no one should call you whore you deserve love as much love as you can take and they do this really cool effect i don't really know how they did it where she's you're looking at her face out the window and he holds his thumb up from downstairs and it looks like he wipes away one of her tears and then also like caresses her lips yeah but there's no hand there it's pretty cool looking and he just says all you have to do is let me in and we cut to later she approaches Wally and is like, I realized something awful. I always avoided 
guys who really loved me like you. You do love me, right? And he's like, yes, I do. I've loved you from the first time I delivered your mail. And she pulls him into the room and is like, don't just do it with your eyes, which I was like, oh, all right. (laughs) Meanwhile, downstairs, we find out that there is a tunnel and or mine shaft behind that wall. And they're debating whether or not to try and use that to leave the house. And Breaker is like, no, you're safer in the house because we sealed all the passages. We'll seal this one. We'll be safe. As he says that, there's a scream from upstairs. They run up to Cordelia's room. They kick the door open and she is full demoned out. Yeah. Murder has brutally killed Wally. Yes. But at least he died happy. One would hope. <laughs> I don't think either of them died happy. I don't I don't think so. I think it's a pretty painful death. Yeah, it looked pretty graphic. <laughs> so Breaker tries to kill her, and Irene can't initially bring herself to shoot her because she's known her for a long time. Breaker tries to put the key against her to try and like burn her with it. She knocks it out of his hand. It spills across the landing, which kind of seals the second floor, which will come into play later. They pick it up and Irene tries to touch her with it and she breaks Irene's arm and then rips it off. Dude, that shit looked so good. And I was like, oh my God, that's so gross. It's super gross. Breaker manages to get a shotgun, shoots and explodes her head. Yeah, not Irene, but... Cordelia. Cordelia. Yeah. But now they have a problem yeah. because Irene is definitely going to bleed to death if they can't get her somewhere soon because she is clearly in a lot of pain. She's drinking a lot of vodka to try and make it okay. And Roach is like, we clearly have to give the demons the key so we can leave and get her to a hospital. And Breakers try to be like, no, they're just going to kill all of us. Like, it doesn't matter, basically. Yeah, like, who trusts literal demons? And I'm not talking about, like, yeah. Billy Zane looking cool and talking fast. Right. Right. He's also surrounded by a number of creatures right. with tails and horns and pierced nipples. Yes. Which, hey, pierced nipples are not an indicator of evil. <laughs> it's funny that you keep bringing up the nipples. I don't think it's an indication of evil. I'm just saying it's weird that the demons all have pierced nipples. It's usually just an indication that somebody used to listen to Godsmack. It's fine. Yeah, it's I fine. Get it. <laughs> yeah. All of the preacher's daughters went to college and now are demons. It's fine. <laughs> Oof, McGoof. That's some real truths right there. Might be them with more than one set of preacher's daughters. That's not a lie. Yeah. But also, boob teeth taste like pennies. <laughs> boob teeth taste like. I cannot wait until the out of context horror virgin Twitter account. Quotes, boob teeth taste like pennies. The out of context account's gonna have a fucking field day with this episode. Jeez. If you guys oh, aren't God. following the horror virgin out of context account and the romance in the pod out of context accounts on Twitter, they're awesome. I read through a bunch of it the other day and I was like, man, I don't remember saying any of this shit. Neither do I. I won't remember this tomorrow. I know. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, they decide that they're going to try and make their way out through the mine shaft. Uh, so Roach breaks down the wall. Uh, as he's hammering the wall, we get the n- another flashback to crucifixion. And we see some of Jesus's blood drip onto a demon and it burns. So they finally get the wall open and Roach makes Uncle Willie go first because he's an asshole. <laughs> I do love that. He like waits for Uncle Willie and then goes up behind him. <laughs> 
Yeah. They walk through the tunnel and as they're leaving, Breaker seals the door back into the motel. So if they have to run back, it's sealed and they can get through, but demons cannot. So they're walking through, they get to a fork and they all choose one fork that smells terrible. But Jada hears something in the other tunnel. So she takes the one less traveled. Yes. She (laughs) takes the road less traveled where she finds a bunch of leaves But then also Danny the Snitch. Yeah. Danny the Snitch's parents are full-blown demons. That was a nice little misdirection because you sort of think that the Snitch is going to be be. the demon. But no, his parents are the demons. Yeah, I mean, because historically Snitches get stitches and those are Mm kind of like nipple piercings. So that makes (laughs) sense. (laughs) Anyway, they take off running back toward the motel. Uh, They get... Through the seal, um, they end up pulling Breaker through at the end. But then Roach shoots through the seal like an idiot, which breaks the seal, letting all of the demons in. They run upstairs because upstairs is sealed. And now they are kind of trapped upstairs along that kind of banister. Meanwhile, all the demons and Billy Zane are now downstairs in the house. Yeah. Like they are in. So Danny... They're, they're kind of asking Danny, like, how'd you get into the mines? What are what happened? And he said that after the cops left because of the car, Billy Zane and the others came back and took his parents. Essentially, they left him and took his parents and he ran away. And that's how he ended up in the mines. Um, but also we find out during the scene that they're running out of ammo. So Breaker has a flashback to World War One, and it shows him kind of take the handoff from another soldier who hands him the key. And as he does, he gains all the memories of like the crucifixion and everything. So this is kind of how we learn about the mythology of what it means to be a demon knight, essentially, is that you take on this blood that has magical powers and you're trying to prevent it from getting into the hands of the demons. Yeah. Um, and at this point in the in my notes, I was like, okay, I really fucking love this mythology. It's this cool. Is super it is interesting. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool as shit. Um, and as he takes the key, it burns the stars into his hand and they change formation to signify basically when he will have to fight another demon. I did like that. When they first get them, they're just the Big Dipper. Yeah, that is kind of what it looks like. They could have been more fun with it and been like, I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) Mercury's in retrograde. (laughs) Anyway, the other people on the banister are like, what is happening? We need answers. So he breaks down the rules of what happens and how demon knights work. And he also says that they need seven, seven stars, seven people, seven keys. And that he didn't ask for this, but... He has it. Now it's a tattoo. And he goes into this whole thing of God created the heavens and the earth. But before he created earth, there was a void and darkness and creatures existed. And he creates seven keys to kind of guard against them and then brings about light, which kind of banishes them to a dark place, if that makes sense. So I think that's where we get our answer of what happens at dawn. So maybe. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not super clear. Yeah, he scatters the demons and keys across the universe. And the demons have managed to find six of those seven keys. So if they find this one that they have, they're going to bring darkness back and everything will be permanently dark and they will basically rule. Yeah. And he gives us the mythology of like this key started out filled with Jesus's blood and there's probably still some in there, but most of it is the last guy who was in my position where he died in battle. I took some of his blood and eventually someday I'll have to do the same. Can you refill it with your own blood? Yeah, I don't know if you can. I got the impression it had to be the demon knight that passed it on to use blood. 
Right. Yeah. I feel like your blood could count. Because I feel like, because she, spoilers, at the end, she starts wasting it immediately. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Here's what I think. And, and based on the end of this movie, this is why I think it. I think the the chalice, the container itself is what is magical if you want to think of it that way okay the, the key that's the key or whatever yeah so whatever blood you put in there becomes whatever you need it to be okay that's how i kind of like head canoned it for me so we're gonna like in in the sequel jada pinkett smith is gonna be breaking into like blood banks and stuff to fill up her maybe i don't know <laughs> all right i'm not it. sure yeah anyway but he he also says when you run out of blood it brings back the darkness so maybe because she does go back and get a ton of blood from him so she like refills yeah um so maybe it has to be specific blood i'm not sure we don't know it didn't go into that but maybe if it could have i'm just saying i I would i wanted to know i wanted to know too also i love that these people were like now we want the answers not when the demon started attacking and everything was you know like bonkers like now now that we're upstairs like what's really the story with these demons huh yeah yeah and it's around this time that they notice that danny is missing and in the melee of trying to find danny roach steals the key out of breaker that's when he spits on the demons that's when he spits on the demons yeah breaker says they don't like that but that has not been my experience with nipple piercings (laughs) so what you're saying is people with nipple piercings are on your spit list Nice. I just spit. Whoever it hits ends up on the list. (laughs) Anyway, so Jada goes to look for Danny. She looks under the bed, and as she stands up, the room is transformed. And it's Billy Zane trying to trick her into helping him out. And he's trying to kind of seduce her with this, like, you could travel. You could be beautiful. You are beautiful already. You could stay beautiful forever. It's this whole thing. And he basically is like, well, you will give me what you want. So the sooner you figure it out the better and she spits on him because it's fucking billy zane <laughs> like yeah spit list why contender. wouldn't you why wouldn't you <laughs> anyway and she walks out of the room so she turns him down allegedly yeah and that'll come up in fun facts uh oh. with the mythology of the story we'll talk about it later oh okay. okay so she walks out of the room she says that she can't find danny they go up into the attic where danny and Uncle Willie have kind of holed up with booze and the Tales from the Crypt comics. So they try to coax them down. But as they do, they kind of like leave them alone for a second while they're letting everyone know that they found them. Yeah. Uncle Willie gets like transported to just Big Titty Oasis. like Big Titty Oasis bar. Big Titty Oasis bar with hot bartender Billy Zane. Yeah, and Billy Zane is going full cocktail behind the bar, full getting him to drink scotch. I loved it. I loved it so much. It was so funny. Billy Zane is everything in this movie. Yes. So many boobs in this movie. Just so, so many. many. Yeah. There's like 37. Oh, the odd number because one of the demons only has three. I'm only <laughs> counting the piercings. I mean, Paige is right. There's one that has like multiple boobs and they're all pierced and she looks like a fishing lure. <laughs> This is why cats never get nipples. <laughs> anyway, in this kind of fantasy, Uncle Willie drinks multiple drinks that Billy Zane gives him, which for me suggests that he has accepted the bribe, essentially. Oh, yeah, he definitely has. He doesn't have yep. the willpower to look past all those boobs. Right. Meanwhile, they're now kind of going up and searching the attic and they find Wally's stash of weapons and all the stolen mail and a letter telling Cordelia why he was doing it. So he basically was going to take out the post office for her and he had like a vest of grenades where you could pull all the pins at once. This makes sense because you find out that he 
when he signs the letter, his last name, and it's E. Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I loved everything about that joke. No notes. That was great. But they also, they also find out that he doesn't have any bullets, just the guns. Yeah. Uh, so the grenades are the only thing that they can actually really use. Meanwhile, downstairs in the room where they've moved Uncle Willie and Danny, Uncle Willie is now evil and is actively turning into a creepy demon. So they're kind of fighting him downstairs. Upstairs in the attic where Irene's kind of been poking around, Billy Zane pops up with poached appendage where he like offers her her arm back. Oh, I thought of you guys during this scene because I was like, I know this is exactly how Mikey and Paige want to eat their limbs. And I was like, (laughs) Billy Zane gets it. (laughs) I I think these jokes are hilarious, but I do think the movie does such a poor job with Trish where even Billy Zane doesn't even know how to tempt her back to his side. He's like, you want just like your arm? You mean Irene? Yeah, Irene. What did I say? Trish? Trish. Trish. <laughs> I'm just a fun level water spirit named Trish. Trish at Christmas? Forget it. Irene's only characteristic is that she's missing an arm and Billy Zane's like, he like acknowledges. He's like, I don't really know what to offer you. I'll come back to you later. Yeah. Well, because she like raises her arm and he's like, what's that? And she goes, it's me flipping you off. And I was just like, yeah. She's awesome. She is awesome. She is awesome. She should have been the key holder. We'll get to it in fun facts. Oh, shit. We'll get to it in fun facts. Shit. I secretly wanted the arm on the platter that he was holding to like flick him off while she, while she did <laughs> or that. Or go, go full Evil Dead 2. <laughs> <laughs> I do think Billy Zane could have pulled off that fight. I think so too. Yeah. I would have loved to see it. Oh, mm-hmm. Me too. Anyway, he just says, I'll get back to you. Climbs <laughs> back down the <laughs> stairs, which is great. He's like, let's put a pin in this whole thing. But yeah. Meanwhile, Jada grabs a knife and she and Breaker are faced with evil Uncle Willie who now has Breaker by the neck and realizes the key is gone, so he can't use it against Uncle Willie. As that's happening, Roach goes downstairs to give it to Billy Zane, and Geraldine, Jada, can't bring herself to hurt Uncle Willie, and he kind of turns back into himself as she is debating it. Uh, So Breaker decapitates him, but the head is still alive, Evil Dead 2 style, and the headless body keeps fighting him. And so Danny tries to cover the head, but Breaker tells him, you've got to get the eyes. And so there's a like a mount, like a deer mount yeah. on one of the desks, and he takes and just shoves the eyes down onto the antlers, which is just like, oof magoof. So great. Good effects on his de- decapitated head. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. I love when they push the eyes onto the antlers or whatever, and it cuts to the body, stop attacking him. It shimmies as it falls. Yeah, it's it just like, kind of- uh, and then falls. Ooh. I was like, nice. All right. aye, aye, aye. <laughs> and then it, falls. it was so funny to me. Uh, so we cut downstairs where Billy Zane and Thomas Hayden Church are making the exchange. And Billy Zane is like, hey, in order for me to get up there, you're going to need to remove the seal. And then he opens his mouth and a dish sponge just folds out of it. <laughs> It like rolls out. It's so funny. I loved it it's, so much. It's so unexpected. You I just, don't know how I don't use that reaction gif in response to everything on Twitter. Is it available? I don't know, but it needs to be. It needs to be. So Roach wipes away part of the seal. So he's able to come upstairs and he gives him the key and says, pleasure doing business with you. I'll keep our promise. And he says, great. And so Roach goes to leave and he's like, oh, one more thing. Uh, I, I lied. lied. <laughs> and just immediately kills him. 
Like, yeah, all the demons just go eat him. Yep. Because of course he lied. He's a demon, you moron. Yes. So we cut to, he walks down, he goes up the stairs and walks kind of down the banister. And immediately Breaker, who's now anticipating it because he knows the key is gone, he shoots him with an arrow through the eye. Yeah. Which topples him down to the first story. They are able to grab the case so they have the key again. And they run up into the attic as Irene and the other police officer get the grenade vest. And they basically block the door and detonate the grenades, essentially killing a lot of people downstairs. Yeah, I wish they could have just realized that just because they were set up like that, you could have taken the grenades off and thrown them one by one down the ladder. I thought about that too, but I think I think in Irene's case, A, she's in a lot of pain, yeah. and B, it's very unlikely that she'll make it through the night, I would imagine. What I didn't understand is why the cop stayed there for moral support while she blew herself up. Because yeah, he know. died too. It's just like the scene in Aliens. Well, we'll get to something about that other cop and fun facts too. So okay, uh, they pull the pin on the grenades. They seal off the attic, and then they turn to see Danny, who has evil Danny eyes. Yeah, he's an evil child. It's full blown Mikey's dream, and <laughs> he, he tries to pull Breaker's heart out. And wounds him mortally and then like tongue fucks his chest. <laughs> it's like real. <laughs> that is not exactly how I would describe it, but it is accurate. How else would you describe He He sticks his tongue in and out of his chest hole. Yeah, that's why I said tongue fucking is accurate. It's, it's not accurate. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love that this fight scene is like juxtaposed between like the comic book version. Yes, and I love the that. movie version. I was like, that's actually really cool. It's really cool, and it's probably because they couldn't afford to do all of it, so that's a great way to bridge the gap. Yeah. So Jada literally, like, grabs one of the eaves of the attic and kicks him out through one of the portal windows, killing him instantly. Yeah. And then reseals the portal. Um, But Breaker is dying. Oh, fully dead. He just got tongue-fucked through the the chest. You could say he tripped a Breaker. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you guys. Fucking killing it tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So he then tells her basically a little bit about how he has to transfer power. And he's like, he tried to seduce you, didn't he? And she's like, he tried. And he's like, and you didn't fall for it. So that's why you're the person that this has to go to. Give me your hand. Yeah. And he transfers the power. She gets all the memories and she now has the tattoo on her hand. And he says, when the stars light up, you'll know what to do. It may be a lifetime. It may be several. Watch your back. Yeah. And he seems to die. I mean, yeah, I think he does. Yeah. We know he's at least alive a little bit for a slightly longer just so she can gather the blood yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. then, Well, I mean, just because you die, you still got the blood in you. No, I know. I would say he's for sure dead when Billy Zane comes and checks. Yeah. So anyway, so the portal doors all kind of sizzle and crackle. Billy Zane comes up through the floor. And I think it's because they've made the change. So all of the portals he established don't count anymore. Which I think is a shitty rule. Yeah. Um, but he sees that Breaker's dead and he's like, but you're still here and I'm not going to hurt you. Like, just hand it over to me. I promised yeah. you. And she emerges and she has covered herself in blood and took her pants off and taken all of her clothes off, basically. Very strange. But yeah, she has. Yep. 
Uh, and so she reaches out to take his hand and it burns him because it's not her blood. Right. Uh, and he like dives out of the attic. So she climbs down. <laughs> like at first, I love that so much because it's like he's like on a high dive and he, he's yeah, jumping he into dives. a pool. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. So she's looking for him on the second floor. She finds that initial cop whose face he punched through in the tub and the shower curtain's gone and he wraps her in the shower curtain and turns the shower on and dumps all the blood out of the key. Now, at this point, her because she's in like a crop top and panties that were red with blood and they turned back to white, which I thought was bonkers. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, she took a shower. So th- that's that's what happens, though. Well, he used cold water <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of baking soda. Yep. <laughs> anyway. She manages to get the key before he completely dumps it out and stabs him in the eye Oof. and puts some of the blood in her mouth. Yeah. Well, for, not from his eye, from the... Oh, from the key. Yeah, yes. from the key. And holds it there. Yeah. He drags her downstairs and kind of dumps her out on the first floor. Oh, my God. And this is where her underwear is white again. Yes. Uh, but he basically is like, I forgive you. Uh, I would love to turn you because I'm kind of into you. I yeah, know this has come up before now but like let's do it he has like lightning pants where like it looks like he has like a lightning boner and he's just like down boy (laughs) it's just he is feeling his oats in this scene i love this so much because it was so like dumb silly like yeah they even acknowledge whoever wrote this movie was like i realize that we haven't had like this romance between them at all but we're gonna do that in this scene buckle up and they just go lean into it as hard as possible i loved it yes but he's like my parents would love you (laughs) (laughs) and then he can't say love he's like i think i you do you think you could love me me back um and he like snaps which like brings her up face to face yeah. And he's like, I'm going to take your heart. And then she spits blood on him. And he basically like, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark melts. Yes. And then catches on fire and then turns into a giant demon bat thing. And then the whole building explodes and she survives. <laughs> she gets up. She retrieves the key. She goes upstairs. She takes more of Breaker's blood. She packs all her stuff and she gets on a bus and seals the bus. Yeah. We cut to the bus stops and someone tries to get on and they say, no, it's okay. I'll wait for the next one and (laughs) looks at her on the bus and walks instead. Well, then we get the Tales from the Crypt outro. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And that's the movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight? Love it. Not enough nipple piercings. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. I loved the tone of it. Billy Zane is the best Zane I've ever seen. And that mm-hmm. is so saying good. something because he's amazing, but he's fully zaned out in this movie. Yes. I really like this movie. I love this movie as a kid. I love it now. Yeah. That's all I got to say. No notes. No notes. Except for I needed more of Billy Zane like this at oh this time gosh. in my life. Yes. He wasn't a lot of stuff. Titanic was right around here. Yeah, but he wasn't this kind of Billy Zane. He was like sniper Billy Zane. He wasn't like demon knight Billy Zane. Yeah, he's like evil and mean in Titanic because he's like, oh, I have a child. I have a child where he's like, you know. Yeah. yeah, But what if he was this Billy Zane on the Titanic? Love it. Then who the fuck is Leonardo DiCaprio? (laughs) Fuck that. Draw me like one of your French girls. How about sponge me like one of your Billy Zanes? (laughs) But he's the reason they they hit the 
iceberg. Like he's like, nah, dog, let's let's lean into it. He's yeah, like yeah, trying yeah, to like go. get them to do evil shit. Yeah. Sorry, my dick lightning broke some ice off and it's going to be a problem. <laughs> go dick lightning, go. Uh, Paige, you have any fun facts for us? I do. I have a lot of fun facts. Well, here it is with your fun facts. Billy Nipple Zane, ring, fun, fun facts. facts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this movie was originally released on a Friday the 13th because the movies were going to be tied with horror weekends. So Friday the 13th, Halloween's, spooky seasons, essentially. I'm down with that. Yeah, same. Uh, I did mention that this is Billy Zane's favorite film slash performance. So I, great. Me too, man. So fucking so great. good. Yeah. Um, the studio, when they were making this film, originally wanted Cameron Diaz to play Jada Pinkett's role. Wow, okay. And the director convinced the producers to cast Jada Pinkett instead. Now, it lands on the cutting room floor, but they originally almost cast Breaker to be african-american as well really yes okay so it, it ends up not happening but it, there was originally a seat like a, a version of the script where it was supposed to be a black character and created a theme that suggests that all the people on earth who've been oppressed have the power to fight demons essentially where it's this whole like you have been oppressed on earth and so you gain this ability which is oh that would be really cool it's difficult i mean like i don't love that it's like oppression's cool because you get powers um, oh no I, no don't make me sound like that it just sounds really progressive for like that time period yeah yeah i think it's just one more thing to layer onto a film that has a lot of mythology that's kind of confusing mm -hmm. yeah but i i think that's also why the final collector that we see in the movie is African-American, where there that was probably something left over yeah. from that version of the script. So while they were filming this, which, by the way, they filmed 90 percent of the movie in an abandoned air hangar where they built the nice. set because it yeah. is a single location. Very uh, cool. Birds had nested in the rafters of the set, which oh. caused audio <laughs> problems. Yeah. So before every take, the crew would shoot off a blank, like a blank gun yeah. shot round yeah. to startle the birds to keep them quiet. That's amazing. Now, Demon Knight, as we have seen it today, is a Tales from the Crypt film, but it was not originally. The script for Demon Knight had actually been circulating in Hollywood for a number of years. And it wasn't a Tales from the Crypt story because Tales from the Crypt are a series of, of comics and magazines and it didn't have their traditional structure, but producers found it and thought that it had the kind of mixture of humor and, and horror that they could kind of make it into a Tales from the Crypt movie is that like the tales from the crypt lane like humorous horror yeah okay. kind of or, or like this does definitely fit where it's like horror but it's kind of it's not like hereditary yeah it's much more like a uh, night of the creeps yeah okay. like that that kind of I lane. love Night of the creeps thrill me yep uh it was filmed during the hiatus of tales from the crypt in 1989 it was filmed in 1989 no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's the 89 series. That, that's when the series started. So it's. Oh, OK. OK. Because this is filmed. Yeah. 1995. This is filmed, I believe, in 1993. OK. Um, And slated for release in 94. Doesn't actually come out till 95. OK. So Billy Zane actually came up with the sponge gag. Oh, my God. That's so funny. 
It wasn't in the script. There was no notes about it. He just decided that that's what he was going to do. And you know what that means? It's like he's done that before. I mean, how do you find out that a whole sponge fits in your mouth like that? And then rolls out like that? Yeah, he's done that multiple times. What is that situation? And here's the thing. The sponge has to be wet for it to do that because a dry sponge wouldn't fold and roll that way. Yeah. So like how many wet sponges was Billy Zane putting in his mouth? Or maybe he just had a, a brilliant idea. I don't know. Anyway. I do love when he takes the sponge out of Billy Zane's mouth. You see him go <laughs> like he's like <laughs> spitting out the sponge that's still left on his tongue. It's so funny. Oh man. So at the end of the closing credits, there is a tag scene where the Crypt Keeper announces that the next movie will be dead easy. That was actually supposed to be the second film in the theatrical trilogy. It was supposed to come out in, I believe, 96. And it was based on a script that was originally called Fat Tuesday. And it was a zombie <laughs> story set in New Orleans yeah, during Mardi, Mardi Gras. Gras. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Which sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's eventually abandoned. They also had a third film planned called Body Count. And that also gets abandoned. Eventually, it gets completed uh, with Bordello of Blood, which does come out in 96. So I think they just abandoned those two scripts in favor of Bordello of Blood, and they end up producing it at the same time. I love Bordello of Blood. I don't think I've seen that one. And then one called Ritual in 2002. Not the ritual we've seen, but another right. movie. It's Tales from the Crypt Ritual. Let me set the stage for Bordello of Blood. You got Dennis Miller, the yeah. super soaker full of holy water shooting it at vampires. Fuck yes. <laughs> That Fuck sounds amazing. Yes. Take my fucking money. Yeah. Like, yes. So whenever the Crypt Keeper is walking around, the puppet head is superimposed over a real actor who is wearing a green mask. It's very early green screen. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. The name of the town they all end up with, end up in, in this movie is Wormwood. Uh, so Wormwood is considered one of the signs of the biblical apocalypse. In some versions of the Bible, it's conflated with the idea of Prince of Light, essentially Satan. So there's a lot of different versions of this. It's not in every version of the Bible, but it's considered a section of revelation about the coming of the Antichrist. Yeah. You're welcome. Breaker says he re received the key from a soldier named Dickerson. Uh, the director's name was Dickerson. So uh, it's named after him. Okay. Um, both William Sadler and Billy Zane have been on other Tales from the Crypt episodes. So like, oh yeah? Yeah. So they, this wasn't their first time. A lot of the ideas from this movie uh, get reused in the television series Brimstone, which kind of follows similar themes and had some crossover with production staff. Uh, as the story has ended... The camera pans down through the earth following the Crypt Keeper's hand. And as it goes down through the earth, through the graves, it passes another skeleton hand holding a clutch of keys, a bunch of keys and a name tag that reads Hoffa, basically implying Hoffa. that the, yeah, the hand goes Fuck. down past Jimmy Hoffa's grave. That's so funny. Um, it's just a little tiny like boop. And this, along with Bordello of Blood and Ritual, aired on HBO and Cinemax from 2014 through 2016, giving basically a new kind of comeback for Tales from the Crypt on HBO. That's why I'm pretty sure it is on HBO Max at this point. So they handed this script to a few different people before it ends up with the director it ends up with. So the first person they approached was Tom Holland to do after Child's Play. Okay. Uh, then Mark Carducci, who then passes it to Mary Lambert, who ends up doing Pet Cemetery 2. <laughs> and it ends up eventually with Joel Silver, who then 
green lights it as a producer and then passes it off as a Tales from the Crypt movie. So it passed through a bunch of notable horror directors before it becomes a Tales from the Crypt movie. Interesting. Okay. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the production budget for Tales from the Crypt Demon Night was in 1995? I'm going to say $5 million. Okay. Mikey, what do you Ooh, think? This, I was going to say five. I'm going to say $5 million and $1. Okay. You're closer, but only because it's $12 million. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, okay. wow. And that, okay. And if you adjust that for inflation, that's $22.1 million today. But still, in 95, it was $12 million. As Paige mentioned, this came out on Friday the 13th. It was January 13th, 1995. And it was number three in the theaters. It was beat by Legends of the Fall, which was in its fourth week and still number one. That's a damn good Okay, Romance in the Pod time. I've actually never seen Legends of the Fall. I've never seen Legends of the Fall. I've never seen it either, but it's like Brad Pitt's breakout role. It is, yeah. It it is, and he's gorgeous in it. Like, I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. Anyway, number two was Higher Learning. Number three was Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, obviously. Number four was Dumb and Dumber in its fifth week. And then number five was Nobody's Fool. What do you think Tales from the Crypt made in its opening weekend? Opening weekend, I'm going to say it made ten. Okay. Eight. Okay, Mikey, Paige was almost exactly right. It was $10 million. It was technically $10,019,555. So you were very close to exactly right, Paige. Uh, Now, if you adjust that for inflation, that's about $18.4 million. So it did really well in its opening weekend at $10 million, almost making its budget back of $12 million. But what do you think it went on to make domestically? I think domestically it's going to go on to make about... 25. Okay. Mikey, what do you think? $44 million. It made $21 million, but if you adjust that for inflation, that's $38.9 million. So again, in 95, it was $21 million. It definitely made money. Yeah. And I mean, that's almost double and that's just domestic. Did it get an international? It doesn't say. I bet it did. I also am sure it got a home box office release, but because it wasn't a big movie from the 90s, it did not track that. Like it, it, it right. has to be like a Titanic kind of movie for it to track those two things in right. the 90s. Right. So I'm sure it made more than $21 million total, but I'm not quite sure exactly what that was. But that is your box office. Let's hit it with that scary scale, Mikey. The scary scale, listeners, is the scale 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film tonight. Not a scale of quality. Right. Just a scale of scary. Right. Yes. 1 to 10. One example, Ghostbusters. Ten example, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Do I have to do this, or are we all just going to say one? I'm, I'm going to say one. Uh, I was too attracted to be scared. <laughs> Same. One. But not the attracted part, but one. Although, oh, honestly, for me. yeah, he's a handsome yeah, dude. Yeah, one. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's our scary scare. All right. So this week, you guys made me watch Billy Zane in Demon Night. What are you all making me watch next week? Next month. Our theme is we can't believe they haven't done this one already. Uh, so we are kicking it off. I wish you guys could see the conversation we had to, to yeah. lead to this. We are kicking the month of March off with Leprechaun, Leprechaun. the original Leprechaun, Jennifer Aniston's first Leprechaun. Yep. So your homework for next week is to get wine drunk, enjoy Warwick Davis and any of his movies, but also watch Leprechaun. 
You should definitely get whiskey drunk for for leprechaun. Yeah. Okay. What, leprechaun. Whiskey drunk is good. Yeah. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Oh, no. All right. Well, while you look up a review, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast. And that is simply to leave us a five-star text review. And we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to do uh, this week? This one's from Otter Space. Otter Space? Like, Houston, we have a possum? I've yes. never met otters, and so I can't really... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, well, what does Otter Space have to say, Mikey? Thank you for being a friend. Thank you Aww. for being a friend. Reviewing pods and listening. Nice. I was never once a horror virgin as I was deflowered by the exorcist at the age of five. Oh, I don't Lord. love that sentence construction. Deflowered at five. I don't is love not... that a five-year-old watched the exorcist. Thanks mom. That's <laughs> what, oh. what Otter says. Oh no. At that age, is that like your mom being like, don't be like this or we'll kill you in a church? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a cautionary tale at that age. So, <laughs> so while I can't empathize with Todd, and don't quite understand how he can be such a wussy. Ooh. I can appreciate his and Paige and Mikey's killer takes on the horror classics and total bombs and nostalgic pieces that have been covered by the pod so far. Aw. Why, thank you, Otter. Despite you. the undeniable fact that podcasts are a dying medium. <laughs> Oh, my God. I do hope that this particular podcast and its sibling podcast about wappy sappy romances somehow survived the coming decline. These are long, <laughs> complex sentences to read, and I'm killing it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. P.S. Toddy, I was kidding about being a wussy god grow up. Winky face. Okay. With the tongue out. <laughs> Always have the tongue out. <laughs> Winky blinger. Um, well, Otter Space, thank you so much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm -hmm, than the mm -hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable. That's fine. But if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horror virgin. We also link it like once a week. So just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that 
on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Nick B, fun fact. Oh, yeah? He puts sponges in his mouth all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I guess it comes in handy when you're cleaning up spills. Yeah, I mean, when do you not need a sponge? Most of the time. Okay, well, I guess, you know, clean privilege. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, this episode also brought to you by Tia, and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy this week. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? Tonight at 11, are your kids putting sponges in their mouths at the mall? <laughs> <laughs> or getting nipple piercings at Claire's. Find out oh, at, find out at I didn't 11. Know Claire, I didn't know Claire's had, had moved up to nipple piercing. They've hit hard times. <laughs> <laughs> the pain pandemic's been hard for everybody do they still have the 10 for 10 sale <laughs> that's a lot of nipples <laughs> that's their tagline this episode also brought to you by the number jeff and jeff wants you to check out his podcast kissing jessica jones where each week they break down an episode of the jessica jones netflix marvel tv show and they've moved on to agent carter so check out kissing jessica jones on any of your favorite podcast apps this episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to show you a spooky spider video, so I've got it all prepped. He sent me one yesterday. I hope it's just pictures of that girl's boyfriends. No. That were named <laughs> oh no, spider season in Australia. I've seen these. Yeah, this is spider season <sighs> in Australia. That picnic table is covered in a web. Oh. I don't Ugh. like that at all. Mm-mm. Good lord. It looks like a horror movie. It looks like, yes. a, like a high budget horror movie with all the- Oh my- Fucking yep. God. Yeah. I don't know how people can live there with this. Like I don't understand. Do they just Oof. die off like every season? Oh my God. That's arachnophobia shit right there. Yeah. With that tree. It's actually it's an environmental thing where as their environments change, these are like ballooning spiders. So they like like they take off on the air and then they kind of attach they can to fly. stuff like this. No, no, no. They they balloon their webs out and the breeze just kind of yeah, like charlotte's them. web they all fly away at the end of charlotte's what? Web. yeah and so it's it's one of those things where like particular parts of australia are hit really hard with this and other parts aren't um but if you live in one of these parts that's, that is crazy well jonathan thank you so much for that creepy spider video and also for your love and support we now return you to another episode of uh the, the patreonicals Okay, last week, Chicago was destroyed by... Various disasters, yes. Various Good thing disasters. there was nothing artic- architecturally significant there. <laughs> There's definitely not anymore. Nope, it's been leveled. <laughs> What's the seafood situation there? The manatees all left, so there's no seafood left. Oh, damn it. Karun and Kate and Amy and Scott came back to look for survivors. So That was nice they of them. Dig, yeah, they, they dig out Aaron and Danielle, and uh, really Scott and Karun do all the digging... Uh, and Kate was like flying and looking for people and they dig out Danielle and Aaron and they're like, oh, we, you know, cold doesn't bother us because the mun is very cold. It was in space. Yeah. So snow doesn't really bother them. I think it's probably because they layer appropriately. That's what makes sense to me, at least. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but then Amy looks up and she sees a flying submarine. <laughs> a fl- Wait, submarine means it's underwater. So how would a submarine fly? Paige, he's been obsessed with flying submarines since, I think, the ravenous episode. <laughs> oh, jeez. It's ironic. <laughs> and they, Dreskel gets on the loudspeaker and he's like, yo, bitches, what's up? I'm trying to kill you. Wow. 
I love it. Yo, bitches, what's up? I'm, I'm trying, trying to kill, to kill you. you. <laughs> what up, Smash? <laughs> want of Smash? Is that what you said? <laughs> want of Smash. God damn it, Mikey. So the, <laughs> uh, this is a... Look, everyone, this is a low-effort Patreonicles episode. I, wait, this is how wait, what's a high-effort Patreonicles episode? <laughs> last week, last week was high-effort. I beg to defer. <laughs> Apple bottom G. <laughs> beg, beg to, to defer. defer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, Kaylee was with Amy, and they're like, your abusive boyfriend's up on that flying submarine, and his friend, Dreskel, is trying to kill us. And the most evil Matthew... Who's a real piece of shit. Just like a real. <laughs> I saw him reach out to you on social media and I was like, uh oh, it's coming next week. Real piece of shit. <laughs> so what he did, him and Dreskel are together and evil, but like most evil Matthew pushes a button on the submarine and he had printed out her nudes that he released and sprinkles them over the ashes of Chicago. Oh, wow. He paper bombed the ruins of Chicago with revenge porn nudes. Yeah. And so she's crying and Amy, Amy is consoling her. And then Isaac is like, bro, I'm a cannibal and I'm super evil. But Kaylee, like that guy is a dick. Like he is just the worst. Yeah. If you let me eat Dave, I'll try (laughs) to kill him. Now we're bartering. He's magically Dave Licious. (laughs) (laughs) So Dave starts running. Isaac starts chasing him. Eddie, um, has you know those dogs in the snow st bernard's yes he has a bunch of snow dogs that he's talking to and they're helping him find people in the snow he's rescuing them and then wondering why all of these nudes are laying around on the snow and um karoon is like isaac i'm coming with you we're gonna kill that motherfucker because he (laughs) killed my baby okay yeah that's fair revenge Uh Mm uh-huh and so scott is buried way under the snow and he's actually unconscious, but they hear Wes, his shoulder ghost yelling from underneath the snow. He's like, yeah, just like if he was wearing a sweater. <laughs> that actually, so that actually raises a question that I've not had yet, but I'm, I should have. Is he shirtless? Is Scott just shirtless the whole time or is Wes? Yeah, he's under rocks. Shir- yeah I know, but like, D- does he wear a shirt like like the thing in the Fantastic no, no, Four? He's more is- like he's dressed like the Hulk. Okay, yeah, yeah. He wants to wear shirts, but he's a res- he's a respectful roommate, shoulder mate. Yes, that checks out. Okay, shoulder mate sounds like a product we should invent. <laughs> Are you lonely? Buy a shoulder mate. Oh. It's just what, that's what we should have named backpacks. Oh, I thought I thought it was a parrot that talks to you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, st- <laughs> that's shoulder matey. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so also motherfuckers land on the snow from the the ship. Sneaky snake, he's down there, and he's ta- and he's got Nathan and Joey, and they're like, "We're coming at you, brother, and, and we're gonna kill you." And then uh, they're charging at Isaac and Karoon. Jennifer with a PH, she surrounds herself in snow like a body armor, and no one really knows what the fuck is happening, but she throws snow at Sneaky Snake, and the snake flies off at Joey's shoulder, and, like, it's fucking on or whatever. And then (laughs) as that's happening, uh, fucking what's-her-face, Kate flies up to the sub and 
fucks with his propeller, and that's the end of the episode. It might crash. Like that's it's Ooh, we, we end on a fight scene. Cliffhanger. Oh, I love it. Is Kate gonna save the day again with her seriously overpowered powers? Find out next week on another episode of The, the Patreonicals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it oogie spooky. Yeah. Have a great week. <laughs> he said fully yawning. <laughs> Demon nerds. Bye. Zany nerds. Put a lot of energy for most of the episode. And like the last 15 minutes, I was like, agreed, Mikey. You did great. I particularly appreciated the time you stopped us to tell us you were doing great. Just like when I have sex. <laughs> Hold on. I know I'm mid pump, but I need you to like acknowledge how great this is. I'm doing great, right? <laughs>